This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and Keep It Locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> keep it, keep, keep, keep it basement, man. What, keep it, what radio? It's basement radio. Keep it basement? Put it down with Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney, keep it basement, the idiot. What's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. What's up, homie? Do you want me to shout out Mike Sweeney? Or, or, what are you, Jewish? Uh, no, I'm actually not. No, I'm not Jewish. Would it be better if, uh, well, if I told you I was Jewish? Oh, no, you're a white kid, right? Yeah, white. Well, yeah, I'm white. Oh, no, I'm just trying to Sweeney. I know some people. All right, so basically, you want me to shout out Keep It Basement, right? We in this building. Still keep It Basement? Yeah. Keep it what? Like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. in. Keep It Basement. Yes. And what, what's your name, you guys? Hi, my name is Kevin Sweeney. Mike Sweeney. But that was so cool. Oh, man. How did I get that wrong? Nikki Parrish, and you're listening to Keep a Basement Radio. Don't go anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. What the fuck is this? My ex was a gamer. Right. <laughs> did she get jumped in or did she get, or did she get trained in? Like, I'm like, and you couldn't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what do you do for a how was that your girlfriend then? She was getting all that cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> Did she crip walk on you? Uh, <laughs> That's not so bad. Okay, bro, thanks. Know the- oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's marginal. You know what's crazy? A lot of white people never think big, big picture as black people do. Uh, I like hip-hop culture. I feel like I'm part of hip-hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. Like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. There we have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory like Oprah's Manny. Damn, that shit was dope. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> not tr- not fully. It's just like my parents are so old school. So it's Me too. Like they, I had that. They didn't know what the <clears throat> alternative. They would never. If I tried to explain the alternative, they'd be like, they wouldn't get it. Yeah, tec- they wouldn't say no. They like literally wouldn't get it. Yeah, technically, I was the first to graduate in my family on the one side because no one did, but my brother, my half brother, did too. He's way more smart than me and has better genetics for like math and analytics. Yeah, uh, I had that too. Like. I went to RV. I went to community college, and there were and I was taking business classes. I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do, and I wanted to like do entertainment, creative stuff. And I remember my dad's like, "Just finish it up, just finish it up." It's also because like you you had to start from the ground zero if you like switch your major. You would have to like do all these other credits. Also, so I was like, "Let me just finish the fucking business shit." And it took me like mad long. I was the same way. I was like a year, and I was gonna change my majors. And just the process of changing your major and having to retake a bunch of classes and like setting you back, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'll just keep going with this." It is a scam. The best thing he said academics during his video chat today, or whatever on EJ Live, uh, Instagram Live, was that it made you into a man, kind of like your own responsibilities and stuff. But like even that, I don't know. It's it's tough. 
It was tough to go right, getting an entertainment shit when you were in academics and in me early in college. Like social media wasn't what it is right now, so you might not have had that wherewithal to be like, okay, I can actually do something with this in a couple of years. You he, didn't know. And yet. also, he was so, smart, like, you know. but like he didn't have everything the way you think he did. Like he tried and failed. He had a blog, late night creeps, doesn't do that. He had a college radio show at the same station as me. Uh, he got in trouble, got kicked off. He had other stuff going on. He stopped doing it. He tried multiple different things, and he's, his buzz was the Warren Chirac and talking about hip-hop news. He used to film like against the wall like we do, got like no views about a Yeezus album. All, he had all these YouTube videos. He tried so many different things. He was definitely good with social media marketing. He had 70,000 followers. Before he was famous, when I added him, he had, I don't know if they were fake or not, I can't claim that, but he had 70,000 followers, and he was following 70,000 people, and he was following me. And he put his interviews on it, my site. Uh, he put his interviews, uh, he put my interviews on his site, like the Charlemagne one and all that. And we like shout each other out because he did a Charlemagne interview. I did one. And then when he got bigger, what I saw he did was unfollow everyone and look like he had like 70,000 followers himself. And then all of a sudden he started getting more followers. But on Twitter, he already had that 70,000 followers platform. And I was like, dude, how do you have so many followers? And, like, I, I didn't know anything about the game. Like, I was just creating content, making people laugh and interest in people I was inspired by. His was like more putting hip hop content out. His whole thing was he was gonna do a podcast and interview big names, but think about this: it doesn't get as it doesn't get as much reach and doesn't get you don't blow up as quicker. You got to rely on other people. Instead, he just sat home and made those videos about what was popular and what's trending, and he won. He was the team. Well, that's what I want you to do by yourself. He was. He, why would I want to copy someone else's blueprint? I don't like that negative shit though. I don't want to talk about. It's not copy. I don't want to talk about a rapper getting it. shot. What about what about Adam Twenty Two? The same thing. It's funny though. It's you're different. not copying him. You're literally breaking news. You're like a True. fucking reporter. Basically. True. But it's like the hood TMZ style. So he would be the first one to put it out, and then everyone would go to him, and it, over time it just caught up, and the, the the Chicago stuff blew up, and that's what made it. You think he remembers you? He would remember you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't. Yeah, probably. I mean, I saw him before at a Rutgers event, but like, I'm not. I never was his friend. More like an acquaintance. Like he would help me and tell me what to do. He was very smart. He like knew what was gonna blow up. Like you got to know stuff ahead of your time and like future stuff. And like he knew what he was doing. Like he was very intelligent and smart. And he was giving me tips and he, and I would like tell him certain things. Like he knew all this shit. His thing was like he was gonna blog and be successful. Then he realized that the blogging thing, you must well just bring bring it to Instagram and social media and then be successful with that. What exactly is a blog? Is it just a website we, you make to go used, post art, like to go post? We stories used to and just break news. Be popular, like we would look at Rap Radar, we would look at Two Dope Boys, and literally just take new music and put it out. It's pretty much you putting popular stuff out that people care about, yeah. and you just reposting. It. I had one. I, I I had one too for college. I won an award and I interviewed Charlamagne. It blew up. I got a bunch of like he retweeted it, and I got a bunch of follows and likes, and like it started blowing up. But I was so anti-social on social media where I didn't like want to put my work out. I was like embarrassed by my interviews, and I would never promote hard. And obviously, you have to promote hard, and it, and uh, definitely took some time doing that. But it just it's that. very interesting because of a guy like academics can make it locally. You can too, but you got to put in the work. And like he did a lot of stuff, and he did a lot of he had to talk a lot about a lot of negative shit. Like if you listen to his show, it was all celebrity gossip, and like he had the blueprint for it. He was just being himself and working on it, a hyped up version of himself. He's really like an introverted guy. He doesn't just say much, really. We were talking about, remember the comedian George went, knew him from Rutgers? He used to DJ Rutgers well, yeah, parties. He used to DJ Sweet Sixteen. He, he used to DJ He used to DJ outside. I used to see him DJing outside fucking like a yogurt spot for probably like $100 when he was in college. And he didn't even go the DJ route. He, he used to DJ hard. At first, he was trying to go the DJ route. Like his goal, he told me, like he wanted to DJ on a radio station and like DJ for like, you know, at the Knicks games, Brooklyn Nets, stuff like that, yeah. celebrity DJ. And then just like, do parties and events and all that, and then he created this whole. Well, he didn't create it. He like took the blueprint from Vlad and other people, and like Star and Buck Wild. But like 
he did this whole internet thing and he blew up through that and he didn't even have to do any of that shit, you know? And now he's like crazy. He has a song with Takashi 6ix9ine. Mm-hmm. Like just, you don't understand how much you make off songs. That's why he became a rapper. He's like, you don't got to be good. You just need exposure. Yeah. You know? We don't even need any guests on the podcast. I'll just spit gems. People like it anyway. I got a lot of shout outs. Shout outs. Shout out to everyone who wants to do an interview with me and like keep a basement. It's very humbling. Like, Literally, dude, like, I don't care if you have five followers and, like, no one knows who you are. Just to DM me, like, yo, how do I get an interview? It's just, like, really inspiring. It brings me back to my uh, college days when people would do that to me and would ask me on Facebook back in the day. But, like, now even people, even, like, big names will answer my DMs, even though we don't have a huge following. And they'll, like, answer and, like, oh, let me see, like, your stats or send me more info. And then they'll agree to it. Just wild. Like, just reach out to people and connect. Like, don't be scared. I think the hip-hop approach is people just, like, ask you. Like, it's it's kind of weird. Like, they'll just be like, yo, when can I get an interview or, like, whatever. You don't know them. You're like, ah, uh, fallback guy, huh? <clears throat> and, like, comedians just won't ask. They're just very like, nice. They'll wait for you to come on. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like. Like I never said this, but I don't want to jinx it. We had we had some really big interviews. Like we we could have some really big interviews come on. I I have it ready to go. Like it's confirmed pretty much, but I don't think it's a smart decision for safety purposes and reasons. I'm not going to get into the logistics, but I don't think it's a great idea. Like whether that person is gang affiliated or they have a beef with someone who is Look, or guys, wants to beat them up, we might be getting Donald Trump on. <laughs> so, but, or or if someone's being investigated by the police in the area, or like if in, like an Instagram model used to date someone who is very powerful and famous, like not a job, not a job. I'm, I'm not giving names out. I won't give names out, even though I keep it real. No one else would ever say this. And like, or fa- like the thing is, I don't want to be interfere with family and business friend and like friends like you guys. Like, like you made fun of me before. You're like, bro, like fuck it, who cares? Just say that. But it, you got to understand that comedy and the hip hop industry are a little different. Like comedians are like laid back and like. No one's going to like fight you at a comedy show. If they do, it's going to be like a comedian and a comedian. With hip-hop, it's weird. You got people who want to make a name for themselves. Like You just saw the Adam-22 no-jumper thing, which isn't fake, actually, but he said it was a fake gun. The guy brought in a toy gun. He's an idiot. People want clout. So say if we were interviewing someone big, like some rapper, say, they could find the address where I'm at locally or wherever, come through, try to fight us for clout, put on Instagram Live, do something, and... um shit like that you know like they could come where i'm my, my location and like i don't know these people like people who are even dming me now i'm getting texts about stuff hold on people who are dming me now who want to come on right i don't even know them personally everyone i had on i knew somehow personally or you guys knew somehow like we knew they weren't gonna fuck us up or something even if they like say if they were like a ufc fighter a skateboarder a rapper we knew like it was all good if i don't know someone personally and don't know their crew who they roll with it's kind of shady like to have them come through where i fucking you know rest at like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like like sam said you don't sell crack where you rest at it's kind of true like because the big, 10 crack commandments biggie but like it works if you're like connecting with people you like and know and know them and are a fan of their work but it's different when you don't know people and they're just dming you yo let me come on your podcast and they're like all weird about it too like some dms are like yo when the fuck are you gonna have me on <laughs> you think i want that energy what, like around me and my friends and close ones like i don't want that type of energy like that's like I might have to do a studio, but why would I pay the studio session for somebody who wants to come on my platform? I'm not being a dick. I'm just saying. But if it was like a big name, I'd pay for the studio thing because like who knows who they're affiliated with? Like you never know these days, like gang affiliations and shit. Like you don't want people rolling through fucking your crib, like just fucking shit up. Like I know someone who got a fucking Rolex stolen at their house. I don't have any Rolexes, but I'm just saying they, they were doing some fucking like video shit on Instagram and someone just came through and stole their shit. I just want an outlet for something to promote. That's like, what I'm especially saying. Like rappers or people who are on the come up, comedians, rappers. I know like, I overthink, but they don't care if it's a 
if it's huge or not, it's just a repost, it's a retweet, it's a shout out, it's a, you know, maybe five or ten, you know, depending, hundred, a thousand other random people who don't know you might listen to you because they listen to the I'll podcast. Give you exa- I'll week. give you an example. I've been on a radio show where the guest was like a rap, like a famous rapper. I honestly forgot which one. I think I know which one, actually. It might have been signed to Mac Miller and I forget. And uh, that Pittsburgh crew, like Wiz Khalifa, I forget actually. I don't know who it was, but I was on a radio show where the guest just got out of his boy just got out of jail for doing a twenty-five year bid for like some crazy ass crime, some like fresh out of jail. He's not probably not going to do anything stupid again to go back in jail. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I don't know what happened. You know, whatever the past was the past. He did his time. But like you comedians, like don't think it's like a joke and everything. But there's like rules, like these street rules. I was just up there, a dumb white kid, as an intern on Shade Forty Five uh, Eminem show. And this guy just got out of jail, twenty five years. He's doing a freestyle right at the day he got out of prison on on air globally. Like that's a big shout out. And like I'm just sitting there looking at his crew and everyone, and you could tell there's there's some shooters there. Like you don't want to fuck with those people. Like the comedy shit ain't gonna work with those guys. Oh, you can I get yo? Can I get a drink? Yeah, sure, sure, man, sure. Go get the drink. Go get the ice. You know, make a little joke here and there. But like, it ain't nothing really funny about that. Like if it was in the if it was at somebody's house, you didn't know the people. I'd be mad, shady. They know where you. They know where you're at now. They don't know. They could see some fucking equipment. They might want to take that. They know like they just know shit about you now. They they want to fuck with you. You know, usually it's all love when we get interviews, and that's what I'm fortunate. Like the people who do it, it's all love. But courtesy of Dankstop, who was our Louie, the owner, was our was our last guest in our last episode. So check that out and check out uh check out our last post with him. Comment uh tag a friend and uh, hashtag Cuba Basement and Dankstop. We're doing a promotional giveaway. Just want to try to do an interaction with our listeners, even if you do listen and you, we don't know you listen, or the people who do listen at day ones are f- close friends, family who do listen. Either either or, we don't give a fuck. Isn't that weird how we're getting people ask us for interviews? Do you think that's weird? Indians? Or do you think it's yeah, cool? Yeah, but I, I don't. I wouldn't think too much of it. We could just be. It, it could just be a lot of local people, and they know we're a local podcast. They're just looking for shit to do and, and to get their name out there. It's all it is. It's Cra- not, a crazy amount of people live in New Jersey. would never think of this. What do you mean? It's the most densely populated state in the country. No, but like big names. Like, well, not big names. We produce bro. talent. That's what it is. New Jersey produces more talent than fucking Wyoming. And what if we were in Wyoming? Plug it in and play it again. And then I'll do a little rebuttal. A little podcast comedy. Good content. And Zappy Listen at the up, same listeners. time. And Zappy at the same time. Kick your ass, sweetie. And Zappy at the same time. And I really think I could. So here's what it is, listeners. Since me and Sweeney are friends, we've been friends for the past couple years. We're doing the podcast, we're doing content, whatever. It doesn't have the, you know, the cojones, as the Latinos like to say. Probably a little racist. Uh, to ever come meet me. I've never met the guy. Meanwhile, I'm friends with him on Facebook, friends with him on Snapchat. He talks shit about me. I talk shit about him. I see his text messages from Sweeney, this, that, and the third. And just talk shit about me and says he could kick my ass. Meanwhile, he's a pig somewhere fucking getting getting paid to sit at a red light while somebody does construction and make, you know, pretty decent money, actually. Um, and he thinks he kicked the shit out of me. And he's probably right, but there would be no need to because I actually just love, love him genuinely. Although he's a pussy, but I had no beef with him. I never met the guy. He just wants to start shit. But um, apparently he, he's like fucking... You know, shredded and can kick the shit out of people. Apparently, but he also ha- holds it. He also carries a weapon, so he might he might put that into use. I feel like the gym is more motivational than the strip club. All right, I guess we're going this way now. Because they uh, say exercise is the key for no fap. Like how would the strip club be motivational? Because because think about it. Well, not motivational, but make you want to like fuck girls out there. Not fuck. Not like well, some people will get hand skis from those girls, but I wouldn't. But 
not the same thing's wrong with that, but gym is more motivational because, like, they say exercise is the key for no fap. Like, have you been to the gym? It's all hot ass girls. I leave hornier. Like, I want to go home and jerk off. True. Like, but there's not people. My gym, but there's people who are like. That's what I'm saying. I need to go work out at a retirement community or something. Work out at my gym. It's I fucking should. terrible. There's a couple like a like a, like you know six or sevens, but yeah. Not but like sure. it, well, I've seen a lot of Smokies at the gym. Smokies. Yeah. Well, you seem to. Se- it sounds like you go to a gym that's like packed always. And uh, like, sometimes it this is. This area not. has like a bunch of just people. They in do, but like a lot of people don't get laid in this area by hot girls. They have to go to like the city in Jersey City. Oh, no shit, you're getting laid more in a city, regardless of the yeah, city. True, you're gonna get laid more than where we are. Even if you're in fucking, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, it's still a city. There's more people. There's more. There's good-looking girls in every city. I feel like you know she's a beast at the gym and in the sheets if she wears that Gym Shark gear. Girls be looking good in that Gym Shark gear. You see a lot of people wear that Gym Gym Shark gear. Gym Shark gear. Never. Yeah, it's heard like of a Gym it. Shark. It's like like uh, pants and shit and all that. Never heard of it. I feel like this is the one of the biggest wastes in my life, along with my birth. <laughs> good job. What about the success form- formula these guys keep talking about? Who? Like Schultz, and then someone reposted it. Like All Schultz. No, you, did you see the comment I sent you, and then, and then like Joe Santiago or whatever, remember I tagged you in that? Where Schultz, and he's like, dude, that's the formula. They didn't get it yet. They don't understand. Because everything's like, do it yourself. Yeah, that's all Schultz. No, but you saw him. What are you saying about the formula? He had to find the right formula first. Wonder what that formula is. Because imagine what he tells people behind the scenes, Pretty but sure not on podcast. Don't you think he gives out gems to people who are close to him to help out? Every Instead single of, podcast he's been on, he said, I, I understand that, but don't you think he probably he will said say the same so- thing? And he said, Comedians, this is for you. I'm not trying to hide anything from you or say you're going to copy me. I'm telling you all this so you can go and do it yourself and improve on it and come back and tell me. True. I mean, if he's, he could be lying, I have no idea, but like, I, I, what else is there? It, like, his whole thing, it wasn't that hard. Like, to do what he did, just start putting the shit out on the line. Like, what's so hard about that? It's not like he, you know, cured cancer. I mean, Jesus Christ. But he he did have a like I said he had a bit of a following like we're trying to we're trying to start this from literally the ground with nothing no following and you know if you're funny enough or you put good shit out one or two things I'm always right I've never been wrong in my life I'm always right yeah well that's a surprise I never that never really happens so I was surprised and then did you see uh the the weight loss incentive uh the paycheck DJ Cali he was down thirty pounds. What do you mean? That's, a, that's another thing I was telling you about the academics thing was to look. I never watch his shit, Try but I have to. Academics. I, I, ch- I, will, I, I was on my thing on Keep It Base, my hit his uh, Instagram thing. What, does he and, go live a lot? No, not really. He was talking about the weight loss incentive. of it. They, like, apparently, they tripled his paycheck, DJ Khaled, because everyone was making fun of him. He was not losing any weight, but he's sponsored by Weight Watchers. So they like made an incentive where they give him like more millions, and then he's starting to lose weight now. And, and academics are just saying how mu- like pretty much money talks. Yeah, of course. And then he said the rich and powerful get pussy, but you could have no. You could be broke and get pussy. He said it's the easiest thing to attain on this earth, pussy. Oh, it's very hard for us. It's fucking difficult as shit. <laughs> for me. And then he said real bread is six figures. Academics. Yeah, like real bread, yeah, like sponsorship bread. Like everyone I know for the most part is basically like at least the one or two people I can think of off the top of my head is like after college. So what are you, twenty two, twenty three? Six figures by thirty, or you, or you, it should be your minimum goal. Got his mom a house, and then he had to do, do that Fashion Nova sponsor to get to get some money back. What's a Fashion Nova sponsor? It's like the Fashion Nova men's gear. Oh. It's like the Fashion Nova brand. He also was a fucking hundred thousand dollars in debt from from student loans. Yeah. Said he still owes money. And then he was talking about you could sign someone to make so much money in the music industry now. 
like the independent route, if you sign the right person, you can make more money than the actual artist. And that 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 made me that was interesting because you could be like a talent on scene, like a pert radio personality, but you could like own an artist. Imagine if you like owned Cardi B and worked with her, you'd be like a fucking gazillionaire. Hmm. You wouldn't even need to do certain things. But some people don't do it for the money. But that's funny. He lives in Edison. Close. Yeah, that can't go out. Warner says he hides his location. It says he lives in Edison though. In the thing. If you listen, I th- he kept saying live. I did. I highly doubt he still lives there. He, he makes lives stupid money. Now. He can get a nice house. Not Woodbridge is a shithole too. He get a. He probably has a nice house, fucking somewhere, L.A. or something. No, he lives in Apartment New Jersey. Or something. He goes to everyday struggle in New York. He lives in New Jersey. He likes New Jersey. I'm sure he still got like a decent house or something. He, sure he's, he's, but how about the Adam Twenty Two thing? I think it was fake. Not, I thought it was fake, fake too. I commented, I "Is this fake. real?" And I got a lot of like, a good amount of likes. But like the Adam Twenty Two thing, it might be fake, but because like. You don't have security. Like you're you're that guy. Come on, the people try to beat you up already. Like what happened? Someone could just walk in your shop while you're live streaming. That's and what I'm shoot saying. You. Like, what happened was you're doing a live stream and someone walked in with a gun and shit. And apparently they found out it was a toy gun. But he said, "Do you think I would set this up? It was real. You could ask my friends. I kicked the guy. We kicked him in the head like 40 times. He didn't know where he was. It was some drugged out retard teenager, probably trying to make a name for himself or trying sketch. to fuck with him. And does he record it like a studio, like a podcast studio? No, I'm it's at the it's at no jumper shop. Everyone knows the location. See. Oh, that's not necessarily a good thing. That's what I was saying about the whole like thing about the location stuff. Yeah, you know. Well, when you're gonna be that out there in the world, like a him, millions of followers, it's and a girlfriend. It also uh, wouldn't even be porn, that even if it porn. wasn't out of the out in the world uh, venue, it probably wouldn't be that hard to do some investigating to find out where it's at. Like if you really wanted to. But uh, I think I think it was fake. I don't know. You never know. I mean, maybe for clout, but he was already doing a bunch of stuff. I mean, like he was doing like Logan Paul or Jake Paul, one of those idiots podcasts, and he's done a bunch of shit. But like, I just don't think it's real. He did have people there beat him up after, but like, how are you going to let someone come and run in with a gun? I guess it's a store, so you could go in, anyone could go in the store and then run in the back. I don't know. I guess. I figured it. It's a biker store. I know it's BMX, but I mean, even still, if you knew a incredibly successful, like millions camera, of followers, yeah. thousands like of camera. podcast was recording in the back, you're gonna hire somebody to to work the door, thousand percent. I mean, it might have been an off day. I don't know. And if they say if they see you on a live stream, they want to be famous. I don't get how that works. The guy runs in with a gun, a toy gun. So a toy gun, I don't, I don't think you know. If you you have a gun on you in New Jersey, you have five to seven years. If you don't have a register, that's terrible. I would never want to have a gun on me. Do you want to know what's funny? When I was a kid, like the best years of my life. What? Attorney told me that the best years of my life, like when I was like like age like six to probably like ten or eleven, we played gu- we played with toy guns every day, all like on the weekends, all day. We'd ru- be running around our neighborhoods with fake guns, and they looked like kind of real, not like that real, but like real enough if you were from a distance. Fucked up. If you were black, you get shot. We would ca- we called it guns. We would be like we're playing guns today. We would just like get fake guns, and we would go out and shoot. It's like manhunt with guns, and we would do that shit all day. It was like the best time. Like machine gun, shit that look like that rifles, now. shit that look like machine guns. I know. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm like, if that was now with all the school shooting shit. But the thing is, this is post Columbine, so I we were still getting away with it. I, I think maybe I think maybe because we were just like staying locally in our neighborhood, basically in our like our group, friend group, like five or six of us in our yards, maybe maybe run up and down the streets a little bit. But like, I feel like that'd be a little bit more risky today. I, I don't see kids play with fake guns anymore. Really, like, look at the kid in fucking Cleveland from remember a few years ago. Um, I'm gonna sorry, I'm fucking up his name because uh, something with the t- Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice. He's like playing with a fake gun at a park, and the cops rolled up on him and shot him. It's kind of like that. A four-year-old suspect was taken into custody by Los Angeles Police Department officers Sunday night after he allegedly shoved a handgun in the face of Adam Twenty Two. Gun was determined to be a movie prop. 
He's being held at Los Angeles County Jail on $50,000 bail and has not entered a plea to a charge of attempted robbery. Give me all your fucking money, a voice says as the YouTuber appears to laugh, seemingly not sure if it is a prank. Then Madam's staff is heard cursing and fighting with the man who is later shown on the ground, sh- shown on the ground with one of Adam's staff apparently kicking him. This guy's got to know who Adam Twenty Two is. You can't just obviously. Act, you know the what YouTuber I mean? well, denied you never... the incident was staged after social media posters accused him of faking a robbery attempt. Better go a little fucking Jussie Smollett on there. <laughs> Adam is credited with helping the careers of rappers, including Triple X and Lil Yachty. Is this true? Yeah, I wouldn't even know. Early interviews. But he has faced criticism for making videos of BMX stunt riders using homeless people on Skid Row as props. I don't know that part, but I know he definitely as is. As well as accusation of sexual misconduct. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. He definitely is a cloud chaser. Um, he seems cool, though. Like, But some of the shit is like questionable. Like He's like fucking 40, like late 30s, late 30s. And like praising these like 16-year-old, 17-year-old rappers, like having him in there and like interviewing him and like just like all for the culture of what's popular. I do a Not coach. necessarily what's good. Then he'll give it, he gives people chances, but then all of a sudden like if something happens, he's like not a fan of them and like this is them. I don't know. It just seems like not un- it's like unnecessary energy, like not really real, not really 100%. But like, I don't know. He seems cool, but I don't know. It's just too much for me, all that shit. True. Like when you post on social media, there's like no. Well, first he was. We were. T- they were talking about how like what's interesting is his podcast has a different fan base than his stand-up comedy, and other stuff. So we never take this in consideration because no one really talks about it besides Jabasha Maniscalco and Joe Rogan. Like Schultz never really says that. I mean, it could be true though. But for him and podcast types like that, I feel like it's the same audience. You're going to see more brilliant idiot fans at a comedy show than you would than you wouldn't. But Sebastian Maniscalco was saying that he gets like families and young kids. He does. He does. He keeps it kind of clean, but he curses. But he doesn't go like too crazy. It's called blue. What's the, what's it called? What kind of comedy? Blue comedy isn't about this. No, no. What's like the I don't know the shitty like where you talk about like sex jokes and all that stuff. I don't know. Dirty. Yeah, dark. Di- like yeah, dirty. What, what, what? Dark. Yeah, dirty Dark's and dark. More about like depression. Oh, dark. Stuff. Like dirty. So like he has like families come to him like Italian families and like especially in like Atlantic City New Jersey or New York or the East Coast Chicago and on the podcast it's a different audience he's got a podcast yeah and even if he does like podcasts like live podcasts a different audience he sees and it all correlates and connects though because I thought that was interesting because I would think that your podcast audience is going to be your stand-up audience your stand-up audience is going to be your podcast audience he was saying that people listen to podcasts who might not even know his stand-up so he has to like do the jokes there, practice his jokes, or just like talk about whatever. I think it's because of the Very medium Very interesting. Too. I, I think it's because of the medium. A lot of people don't go out to comedy shows every week or every month, but a podcast, you just pull it up on like 40 different apps and can click play. And Sebastian got a lot of his following because a lot of his shit, especially early on when he was blown up a couple years back, was viral Facebook videos. It would just like be like one bit. Kind of like Vic D. Padetto? Yeah, and that would go viral. And who's on Facebook more so now? Older people. Or, or parents mm-hmm. they're promoting their kids or whatever so they probably like hey come watch this video I saw on uh, Facebook bring your like you know 13 year old kid over neither of them had ever heard of Sebastian and then they realize oh he's a comedian he's you know whatever and then they go see him because I know a lot of I'm one of my close friends and his family went to see Sebastian in, in Atlantic City and they're not like stand up comedy huge stand up comedy fans they, would, they don't like go to shows normally but they're like used to see some viral Facebook clips of him and we're like, fuck it, let's go to a show. So it's all about how it's being, how it's getting out there, what mediums it's on. 
are you know are you a stand up comedy person? Are you a podcast person? Like you know how many people listen to Rogan? Like all look think, look at all the guests Rogan has on. He doesn't have comedians on, just comedians on. Mm. So like he has fucking bioscientists on and 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 army veterans and all these things. So thousands and thousands of people listen to Rogan every week, and they probably don't watch stand up comedy at all. I mean. And they might watch it though after liking it. They might yeah. see what it's about. Well, and there's the people like me, the stamp comic comic people who listen to it all the time because it's Rogan. And, they and we already know him from his comedy. We knew him from his comedy before his podcast. And people say he's not even the best comedian. He's great at podcasting. He's great at doing that and UFC he, he's stuff. A pioneer, so it's like one of the early ones. he's doing multiple things with his talents, which is a win, you know. This is a ten Because you don't have to just rely on the stand up, even though he's a stand up purist, you could tell, but people say that he has similar sets of other old comedians, he's not as great as you think. But I think he's a cool guy and it's cool that he does certain things and he I think he's putting a lot of people on. Like Schultz said it best. He's kind of like the Johnny Carson of generation because late night yeah, TV is pretty Johnny dead. Carson. I thought he was in a. Pr- I thought Rogan was going to thank him more because he said, Schultz said that a couple times, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's he's modest and humble. Like you could tell that. Pick it for gold. It was like kind of like by when I was listening, when I was listening, he kind of it seemed like he was doing Schultz the favor to be on. Like Joe Rogan wasn't super amped up, and like you could tell that Schultz, Schultz was, was so super excited. passionate. Like he was motor mouthing in the beginning a lot, and I saw a lot it. of guests do that on his podcast though because they know it's such a big stage and rogan was kind of yeah 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 he's like yo get the lighter like he was like you could tell like he was into it but like it didn't seem like he was fully engaged into it it's also a guess he had never really known or met very well like when he, you could see when he has like a theo or a bert or somebody or an Ari, somebody he's good friends with on they get right into it and, and if like, they're huge i see organic him, i see him yeah if, or if he's truly passionate interested about something he's like really passionate about it it's a different energy in the beginning but it all worked out for Schultz, and you know, it probably helped out. It's probably like a huge promotional thing. Shout out Schultz. That's more because that's more, that's probably the biggest thing in your career at this point. Like, especially for Schultz, since he got blocked off from the industry. Like, I actually, I was just listening to a podcast before I got here that was saying that exactly. It's like Rogan. A lot of people don't think Rogan's the funny. It's not necessarily that whatever blah blah. But he's went after what he wants to do. He wanted to be a UFC commentator. He's a top UFC commentator right now. He wanted to make a podcast and make it a universal kind of podcast, have all kinds of guests on. Was one of the first originators, 10-year anniversary this year, and now he's got the most successful podcast ever. He wanted to do stand-up comedy. He used to be in TV, but um, this whole Schultz, like, epiphany is a great word. You're talking about Schultz in every episode. I know, it's kind of fucking annoying. <laughs> he's not going to fucking like or shout or care or respond about anything, so fuck it. Yeah, let's move on to something else. Um, how about these girls? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what? what were you saying anyway? But like, I was I'll gonna s- say that like this whole you could you could consider Rogan to be an originator of this whole what what Schultz this Schultz fucking uh, remember when you said Schultz is. was uh, originator of this comedy of the social media thing? He admitted that he copied people in the music industry like Russ, and he definitely I copied Vlad or said he was an originator. What's so original? I'm not hating on the guy. What's so original about putting your stuff out on YouTube? Nothing. I don't get it. Nothing. nothing. People have done that. He's making and Facebook. I hate. I hate. Like, sounds like I'm hating on him. I love him. He's one of my favorite comedians of all time. He's making it sound like he's fucking goddamn. Like, uh, I think he does it on a purpose. He admitted he's I like that's know. the way you got to think to be good. I really think like he's yes. just hyping this up and like, like, like he's making himself sound like he's Rogan, like one of these original podcasters. Like, okay, you put your clips out on YouTube and on Instagram. People are doing that. Like, he does recognize though when I interviewed him that he got big because of Charlemagne and certain facade. Like he got a different I mean, hip hop fan to come to your comedy shows because of Brilliant Idiots. Yeah. But yeah, I guess moving on. Uh, yeah, totally. He was also it. saying that no substance on social media if all you do is promote your shows. And I actually feel that way if I just promote Dang Stop, Fleshlight, uh, Jersey Champs, podcast episodes. Like, you kind of have to, like, that's, you kind of have to throw your fluff in there. I know, like, if you're a creator, you call it fluff or whatever. But, like, you know, family, friends, weddings, your that's significant other. That's what we do, kind of. We, other, like that. we also wanted to, like, uh, to put your in the wall talk, birthday. locker. When we're, when the people who that's are, still promoting your stuff, do you get it? Like like your regular life, like you know what I mean? Like 
promoting your shows like Sebastian Maniscalco was like I keep promoting my shows on there like it just seems so cheesy and corny life. there's no substance to social media if all you do is promote your shows but yeah but I'll, I don't know any comics who don't like throw in their personal life shit in there like when Schultz is getting a haircut he puts on Instagram story or yeah, somebody's having dinner with his parents here we go Schultz again Okay, Sebastian's having dinner with his parents. You put on the Instagram story. What is yeah, it? Yeah. I don't know what you're saying. Well, like he was just saying, like sometimes, like he doesn't feel like being on social media, and he just kind of feels like it's lame just to promote his shows on there, and that's it. If you just if you're a guy who just promotes all your stuff and doesn't like put your per- like life out there, but you don't want to be personal at the same time, put your personal life out there. It's kind of like a dilemma. I see what he's getting at. Like, say if I was just yeah, to repost- your shows are also your life. Sometimes I just repost everything from Kia Basement and don't put anything about like anything I do. It's kind of just like, oh, well, all right, we get it, dude. Sometimes you do that. You put like a grandma video out or a locker video. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, I know. But that is your life. Your show's your life. It's your fucking job to go do shows. Why would True, you not but you're more your than job? your work, aren't you? Do you put where you're in, sitting in your cubicle? Do you put it on Instagram? No, because I'm not in a position to do that. And I'm and these people are, don't do that. They're they're not doing that. They're literally a full time comedian or a full time whatever. I'm just saying, like, they're not doing another bullshit job right now because they need the money. Doing other stuff like where you're at and everything like that, just besides promoting. I, I do. Know. I think I do. I, my personal, I do. Obviously, I do probably more of that than I do my comedy. Um, yeah, and how about that's why I did that. That's why, like, when I put out like me, I was celebrating my birthday on Saturday with Mark, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll put it on Cuba Basement." That way, people get a feel of us, our faces, and know who's actually behind the mics here. Because we get confused a lot for the same person. And way to fuck us! Now they're like, "Damn, they ugly." Fuck it, and now they know you're ugly, and they get no bitches on here. I don't give a fuck. I might be receding, but your boy's got a ten incher, so it's all good. A ten incher, what? In your ass? No, my arm, uh, my forearm. So fuck yourself. So that's I don't understand you there, but yeah, sure, yeah, I guess. But that is your life, like your com- your shows, your comedy. Like I don't. If you want to put your girl up, th- some people are weird like that. Like look at all the people you're just complaining who are super private, personal. Your academics, Charlemagne never put talks or puts about his family out ever. I know, but he puts. So stuff you're kind of like, you're kind of contradicting yourself. Again. I didn't say exact family, and I'm not contradicting that, myself because Sebastian Maniscalco said that. Well, Sebastian's a fucking genius legend. He just sold out fucking Madison Square Garden for it. Right? He, he, can say whatever he, he was wants. just saying about social media, like uh, how like if you just promote all all your shows, it's kind of just like cheesy, you know. I guess he's right. He also said like he doesn't want to detach his daily routine when when successful. Like you want to do the same stuff. Like I get that. Like imagine if you're successful and you kind of switch up who you are. I feel like you have to evolve. Like it's like a rapper on their first album is always the best album. So like you can't be like a fucking hood guy if you're a millionaire at this time now. It's different. But he said, like, when he wasn't successful for com- like for a comedy joke experience, he wants to still do the same thing he does no matter how successful he is. I get that, though. Like, going to the grocery store himself, getting some good material out of it, like, going out to dinner, living your well, life. Well, he's getting there. He's getting to that Chris Rock level. He's getting to that no, but Kevin get, Hart you get level what I'm you saying? can't just go to the store. I know, but you get what I'm saying? He doesn't want to be... He wants to be, like, like live his life before yeah, but he was saying. Unfortunately, I agree with this. I'm not going to make this comparison stupid. But, um... Who, unf- was, who was the comparison of? No, it wasn't a comparison. No, I was going to take a, a quote that, uh, not a quote, but like this this radio guy I listened to, Michael Kay, like the broadcaster for the Yankees, says this about famous people. It's like they get too famous and then they're pissed that they can't just go to the store anymore and like not get hassled. But it's like, unfortunately, that's how it works. You really don't have any way around it. You even sound like him. I sound like Michael Kay? Because he says unfortunately a lot. You don't even listen to him. When do you listen I to him? I just know him. I know he does. You listen to Michael Kay show? Where? How would you know that Michael Kay uses the word unfortunately a lot? I don't get it. I know, dipshit. He I doesn't. heard him talk about I listen before. to his show every day. He never uses that word, so you're okay. I get, but I get, it's like, yeah, you want to live your life, obviously, but it's like when you get to that certain level of fame, it's like, yo, you're going to be getting people hitting you or whatever. It's not always like that. Like, Chris Rock still goes to the gym and shit, but it's just like it's not what as you easy him? as it is. No, I know someone who goes to the same gym as him, dipshit. Who? No one you know. Um, Where at? Don't worry. Alpine? Don't worry. So, 
That's because it's made up. What are you gonna? No, it's not made up. So what are you gonna do? Like if if you got famous enough, you're gonna start bi- like Kanye. You're, you got famous enough, you're gonna start bitching because somebody's asking you to take a photo every five minutes. So you really you have no way around it. Really, Rogan oh, actually talked about this on a recent episode, and he's has he is so nice and loyal to his fans. He has no problem with it. He understands. Unless he has somewhere to go. He understands. No, no, no. His only his only uh, red flag is if he's with family. Like he said, he like brought up a specific example. He's at dinner with his kids and his and wife. His kids hate it. And his kid, he's like. Sitting right next to his kid, like talking to her, like feeding her when she was younger, and the person came right up as he was like feeding her, his daughter and like asked for some shit, and he was just like, "That's just a stupid person at that point." But it's like if he's just in the store by himself, he always always do anything you want. I'll take pictures, he'll talk, whatever. Well, he's no, like one guy came back behind fans. stage, like, "How the fuck do you get back here?" Well, that's another thing. You gotta have security, but a lot of places don't. Uh, you heard that, right? When he said that, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you just it just take it at face value. Like you're 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 reaching millions and millions of people every week. Yeah, here's a good one for you. Jocko Willing says that the more discipline in your life, the more freedom. But at the same time, he says to put others first because you'll win in the end. If you're all about yourself, like all these comedians are, it seems like it's a selfish trait and it's kind of a negative trait. Don't get me wrong. At the same time, you got to focus on your most important asset which is yourself, and have good time management skills and doing the right things to help others and yourself. Yeah. I mean, if you... Did you listen to that, pal? Yes, it too long? Jocko Willing, your Tim Ferriss's, your fucking uh, Tony Robinson's, your Gary V's. Jocko Willing's a little different than some of those guys. They all have this, like, like different suggestions. They all get up fucking early. Or rules of life or whatever. Like, you can't do everything they all say. It's fucking impossible. I know, I know. It's like you're not even yourself if you do that, too. It's very hard, but I, I get what he's saying. His main point is... It's all about discipline. It's, discipline really is freedom, dude. I know. You got to say no to certain things. And then what I thought was important, though, he said that if you're all about yourself, if if you if you put others first because you'll you'll win in the end. But at the same time, you have to be about your own shit too. So you have to balance that. That's one of the main things. Like I'll give others too much of me and like just drain myself throughout the day and not do what I need to do. I'm talking about like the n- numerous DMs, setting up certain things, doing all the behind the scenes stuff. And then when the time comes, I'm like out of it and tired and just not focused on my my goals. And yeah. So you got to cut yourself off. That's why like I'm at my job all day. Social media sucks. I know. That's literally it, social media is probably eighty percent of it, if not more. Um, like you have to just cut yourself off at the end of the day and fucking Chanel. <laughs> um, you have to fucking you know. There's nothing you can do. Like, why do you think I'm at my job all day? Literally sixty percent of the time, I'm on my phone. Yeah, filming anything. But um, this is what Cuba Basement does. Does live 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 streams. Corey, get on this podcast, motherfucker. Live streams um, when no one's on. Fuck it. They'll know who we are. They're commenting. They're waving. You said hi because hi you said hi. Chanel. Hey fam, huh? Who said hi fam? Shannon for the love of sweat. Oh, Good that's uh, Shannon. She's Chanel's asking for you. What up? Um, this idiot supposed to keep going. This idiot is going alive. Fuck it, y'all. I want <laughs> We gotta put more shit out there. Fuck it. What are the comments? Guy, bro? guy waved. Guy, come back, you fucking idiot. Um, how's the soda bread? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, where the fuck were we? I don't know, but you're just putting it on me, of course. Who gives a fuck? I'll I put don't it care. On me. I don't care. I just want to see the comments. There's a lot of comments, actually. Let me see you flex. All right, go ahead. Who? Shannon. What's up, fellas? Keep up the great work. Who is it? Thank you, Corey. You are the man. Corey. <laughs> Closing with Corey. You flex. I can't flex. I got a f- I got long sleeves on. You got short sleeves on. Let's see those. Uh... Shout out, Jared Rubio, Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yo, anybody who's still in here, tell us what to fucking talk about. Send a request to be in your live video. Who? Chanel. Girl's fucking wild. Do it. How do you do it? He decided to go live for no reason, really. Hey, what's up? Right, you are. You're on it. We got a lot of people. <laughs> you're on it right and now. And comments. You're li- you're live on the podcast. We're getting more. Oh, it's because Chanel. 
Well, that escalated quickly. What the fuck? Are, are they at a party? Yeah, I think so, actually. Jesus. Yeah, Yo, you guys are partying on what Tuesday night? What are you guys night? doing? Tits out Tuesday. What does that even mean? Oh, God. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Who's that? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Perfect How's question. that flashlight treating you? It's called a flashlight, KL. Yeah, what the fuck? And f- fuck that. Flash. Yeah, I hate that question. How do you go to Zapia? Is it on you? How'd that flashlight <laughs> treating you? Can they, they? I haven't used it yet. Can- what are we going right, to talk about? Are you guys panicking because there's girls on the screen? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just don't know what to talk Zabia about. Zabia just sucks. It wasn't me. <laughs> No, someone needs to comment and give us a topic to talk about. Actually, not a bad idea. We can actually talk about what do we got Pull here? Pull something up. I yeah, got something shrooms, good. Shrooms. I got something good. Talk about shrooms, Sweeney. No, 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 no. Sweeney's gonna do some shrooms. I got some good. Shrooms, so. I got some have good. you guys ever done shrooms? I have. I have not. I have not. I would. All right, Zapia, put it on you. All right, what's the topic? <laughs> uh, I said put it on you. Hi, people. I don't know. All right, can they hear? Can they? Can you hear me? You can hear no, us, we right? Can hear you. What do I talk about? All right, we're gonna When's talk the about the stop giveaway end Sunday. Who is that? Yo, comment on our last post. Who it ends Sunday. Who is that? I don't know. Schwink. I don't know. Sunday. Oh, comment Sean, now. I think. Oh, right, Sean. Wait, yeah, and I'm gonna ask you about um, how can nice guys get laid? How do I? How end can nice guys get laid? I think I already figured it out. I figured it out this weekend. Not saying I got laid. Not being nice. I told you. No, it's. No, nah, but here's the thing. Comment on our last post. Tag a friend. You, Sorry, they're asking how to You could still get laid if you're a nice guy if they don't know you're nice. I like nice guys. Yeah, but you have to play the game a little bit. There's a lot of comments. Read them. Uh, but pay a lot of money. <laughs> pay a lot of money. <laughs> nah, nah. Here's the uh-huh, thing. So good. Good you, shit. Nah, you have. I fucking love you. Here's how it works. Kayla. She's my good friend. All right, Chanel. All right, Kayla. Give us your two cents. Go ahead. Kayla, go, girl. Someone's tell on? Them how they, tell them how they... No girl likes a nice guy. Kevin. Kevin who? KL. Uh, very true, KL. We, we know that. We definitely know that. <laughs> D-Rock, thank you. They don't. They don't. Everyone's on our side. They don't. We've, we've established nah, but I figured, And Chanel's admitted it. I figured out a formula. What's the formula? I figured out a formula. Let me, let me talk. Yeah, go ahead. You, What's the formula? You have, a fr- you have a friend who knows a girl in the other group, and they don't know you well enough yet. Nice guys can get laid by ha- there's a girl there's a guy you know who knows a group of girls the group of girls don't know you the guy introduces you to the group of girls they'll think oh this guy is good looking cool whatever he won't know you're a nice guy or people pleaser and you could bang them in one night probably or hook up in one night I'm not saying you could date them but I'm saying you could hook up with them in one night I told you see it sounds good someone said it sounds great I told you being, I told you being confident you laid yeah but you could still be a nice guy there's a difference between a people pleaser and a nice guy people pleasers aren't good. Just be calm They're like today. beta males. We got a lot of comments. Read those comments. What if you're okay, super... Co- like nice Noted. The game has changed. Can you guys enter Ed to the giveaway? Yo, enter. tell Ed to enter himself and comment on our last post on, the, on our Facebook, on our Instagram. And comment their last post and tag your friends. Now, can you be confident... And can we not get any fake followers in here who are trying to kill me or look at my outfits? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks to me. That might happen. Jesus not Christ. Good. Not good. Um, how long has it been since you got laid? Ed. Who the fuck yeah, is Ed? How long Who's Ed? 48 hours. Yo, Ed's getting laid on the rag. Can't, 48 get, can't hours. give my location. The ops are coming at me. Questions too. I don't answer all your questions. Uh, also, Ed. also getting laid by a uh, nice guy getting laid. Quick, quick action too. Don't let anything build up. They don't, they don't, they don't know you yet. True. Just gotta go right for the kill. Zapia, it's Ben. Uh, I'd rather not say, Kev. Rather not say. <laughs> yeah, sweetie. When was the last time you got laid? I could answer that. Yeah. You can't answer that. <laughs> I could probably guesstimate. You don't know what I did last summer or this weekend. 
Jesus Christ, <laughs> relax. What I, that was a movie line. Sweeney, you definitely have not got laid since last summer. Ooh, what? <laughs> That's hilarious. I can't, con- I can't confirm her. She really is a friend. She's just spilling it out. When did you get laid last? been f- what, five years ago. No, oh, less God. than that. The way nice guys Damn, get you don't laid think is we get laid? they have a nice watch on their nightstand. Who said that? I can that? steal? What the fuck? Yeah. What, what, is, what is Jim Shark here? You got Chanel, you guys know about that? No, Chanel doesn't work what? out. She eats Taco Bell and has a great body. Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. that sounds good. No, I don't eat Taco Bell because I had Taco Bell a month ago and there was a glove in my cup. I don't look like Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. True. But no, but Sweeney, me and Tamir are really going to come and do a podcast soon. I'm yeah. down. Other podcast we did was good. Yeah, it was good. Got a lot of good shit. All right, well, come on soon. We could talk about girls editing photos. That's always interesting. That Oh, that was funny. A, a top, funny topic, yeah. Chanel, are you it's editing common. your Instagram photos? The guys. Someone said that uh, he liked uh, your photo. Fo- he liked you better in person than on your social media. That's not really a diss. I yeah. feel like that's a compliment. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I when I go into, we can say who it is. I don't care. I look like shit when I go in to get food from the restaurant. <laughs> he said you look better. Better looking like shit than I do on my social media. It's yeah. too filtered. They say it's too filtered. But a lot of people like that. That's a good thing, Kale. I, I think I look good when I get dressed up. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't argue I that. Think all girls think that. <laughs> they I look good when they dress up. You got to be really confident to think you look good when you like roll out of bed. Would you let so- would you uh would you let someone be your sugar daddy? Is that what it is? A sugar mama? Sugar daddy. I'd have. Would you? No. I'd have a sugar mama. Oh, in a heartbeat. What? Sugar sugar no, daddy. I don't need a sugar daddy. Is it common? I already have an ex husband. Oh God, let's get off this. Let's get off this. What about premium Snapchats? What do you think about that? About what? Premium Snapchats. What is it? What's a premium Snapchat? Come on, you know what a premium Snapchat is? No. It's like these girls who these girls are out here like putting nudes out and shit and making mad money. No, I don't even know what it is. It's like like porn stars use it. They like put photos out on Snapchat or whatever, and you pay monthly. It's like a new. It's like a pretty good thing in porn, I guess, because they make a lot of money. They don't have to do sex scenes. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world. With its soft, real feel insert, patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures in over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve. Able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fuck. <laughs> Why are you staring at me? I'm not. You're literally staring at me. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Chips. Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Check out Dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B-E-AWESOME, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. One word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. 
check us out. Uh, stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louie. Shout out to Dangstop. Let's get ready to rumble! Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan... And, you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. Like, yeah. like a lot of interviewers I have 20 questions and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions but the yeah. truth about it is if you ask me a question if I ask an artist a question and an artist answers me if I'm listening I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him and that's what a conversation is all about hello hello Sipes yeah, what's up? hey what's going on this is Mike Sweeney Jeez. what's up dude Mike Sweeney the idiot got it what, keep it what radio basement Keep it basement, like keep it, like keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. What about the Howard Stern effect? <laughs> What's that? Like the average radio listener, he listened for 18 minutes a day. The average Howard Stern fan listened for an hour and 20 minutes, and then the uh, the average hour. Uh, Stern hater listened for two and a half hours a day. The most common answer was that uh, I wanted to see what he'll say next. And just pretty much like the Howard Stern effect, people will listen who love you for a good amount of time. But research shows, well, in the movie Private Parts, it showed that his haters listened more because they wanted to see what he would say next. Similar to the Chanel interview we did, if you got it got good views. She, she's a pretty girl and apparently has a lot of haters on social media and people who like DM weird shit, DM weird shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel like uh, like people who listen to the episode, it's for different reasonings. And sometimes you get more listens to an episode or anything you do creative-wise because people hate that person as a guest or they hate you, but they want to hear what you'll say next. I know this. I've said this before. We've talked about this before. And you could put you could put in like the hawk, you know, the hot girl effect as well. Like guys will want to listen to learn more about like that girl or what she has to say, or even girls will want to listen who hate on her to hear what she has to say. Right. Like hatred's a kind of form, form of flattery. Yeah. It's like someone you despise. You want to know their next move, kind of. You want to know what they're thinking, and what they have to say. Right. Especially if someone's entertaining and telling the news too, like. DJ Academics, people hated him a lot. A lot of people called him a culture vulture, but they'd still listen because he was giving the hip-hop news every day, and then they became accustomed to it, and they became fans of him, so he kind of won people over. Yeah. So my point was just like the Howard Stern effect, how that could work in your favor, being an asshole or being someone who's hated on at first that could turn into love, or people want to just hear what you have to say anyway, even if they don't like you. Like Fans are cool and having a following, but sometimes even 
people who want to comment on social media hateful things are are still viewing you and watching you. It's still funny. It's still a view. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna they want to hear what you say, even if they say they hate. Either a they're hiding it, and they actually don't hate you. They think you're entertaining. They just don't, don't want to admit it. Or they're gonna keep listening to you anyway. That way, they can just hate on you for the next thing you say that they don't agree with. Yeah. That's what all this cloud chasing and shit is anyway. Like the like famous people who get all the comments on their when people like say I I don't read YouTube comments because they're all negative. That's what those people are. So if you're gonna if if you're leaving a negative comment, like say on a comedian's YouTube video, or whatever, if you're leaving a negative comment, you obviously don't like the person, but you're leaving him a comment that's so actually benefiting him because it shows you're watching his shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's basically you're just contradicting yourself. It's just a waste of time. Or they really don't really they, they do like them and maybe they said one thing they disagreed with or they want to pretend like they don't like them because it's fun or whatever they get a kick out of it um, they do that but otherwise they're just fucking idiots. But how about uh, given this like given a story like when you're famous or a celebrity like given the same interview on dirt, sim- similar podcast and when I interview people and would listen to them after doing interviews it would kind of be like the same story I feel like when you're interviewing as a person you're trying to get better at your craft of interviewing but also the person the guest is also trying to tell their story to people whether it be in a book or an interview so they have to keep telling the same story and it's almost like a rehearsal in a way not that they're acting or faking it but i feel like just to be a better public speaker similar to comedy that's what i'm getting at is like they have a half hour planned in their head of what they're going to say or their story just like in comedy comedians have a half hour of material or an hour and i feel like there's a correlation between comedy and actually being a guest on this, as an interviewer, like say if you're on a TV program or a podcast and you're telling your story, everyone's going to always tell that same basic story like Charlemagne did to me and then uh, countless other times or Mickey Gall. They might add a few details in or different things depending on who the person is, but usually everyone when they're getting interviewed, they're telling that same story, that the, the come up story. Yeah, well, they can't change their story. They're telling the truth. So what else are they going to say? I know, but it's almost like it kind of gets redundant if you were like to listen to a podcast of that guy. If you really liked him, you might get a gem here and there. But it's almost like the same story, like on five different podcasts. I guess because everyone has different fan base. But I mean, what you're right. What are you going to switch up your story? But it just seems interesting how a lot of times they tell the same exact things. Yeah, well, that's the goal of the interviewer to try to get them to go down a different road or do something do something different than they're not expecting. I think Vlad's pretty good at that. Yeah, true. Everyone says he's like an informant, but it's the people on the mic who are talking. It's not his fault. Also, some people, a lot, most, a lot of podcast hosts or interviewers are. Some of them are interested in that come up story. So, like, if you're interviewed, if you're interested in how Mickey Gall got into into the UFC or how he became a fighter, you want to hear that. So you're just going to ask those questions anyway, even if you already maybe know a little bit of the answers, or you might not know at all, and you might just be a newer. He just might just be a guest on. You don't know. Or you could kind of, or other people like a Joe Rogan kind of just makes it extremely organic. And if you listen to a lot of people on the on the Rogan podcast who aren't even, um, who are not first, they're not even first timer. I mean, they're not even um, like repeat guests. He just will just start a discussion off the cuff that they were riffing about something maybe before the mics even got turned on, and they'll kind of just have a discussion, not about where they're from or anything like that. Maybe if something happened in their career recently, like they wrote a book or you know they got flack in the media or whatever. But a lot of the times they'll just start talking about random shit, like fucking you know I don't know yeah. anything. Yeah, it's a conversation. So That's how it is. Also, sometimes I realized back in the day I would look at old interviews and uh, I think that was an interesting, and I would use it in one of my questions and, and just want to hear that story too. So want to touch up on it. Right. Arnold, Schwar- Arnold Schwarzenegger also said doing stomach vacuums will uh, teach your gut to be sucked in naturally and lose weight. So try stomach vacuuming if you want to lose weight. How do you do that? 
you like suck it in like for here and there for like I think he does it like three times a day for like five or like thirty seconds or something. And just walk it's around like walk around this actually works. Walk around with body pasture. It actually works with confidence. I really believe it might get you laid or get us laid. It's kinda like not faking anything making it, but have a confident body posture because there is coral there's studies where people would um like slouch and stuff and not be as sexual like sexually attractive to women but people who have like that body alpha male body posture with their chest sticking out and walking around kind of are more confident because they look taller and they appear to be like more like uh you know better body posture more athletic and more confidence i actually try to walk hardcore when i'm walking around with that posture stick my chest out because i always slouch when i'm sitting and I feel like shit, but I actually I have always tried to walk up like really straight. I put like push my tits out when I'm walking, and try to have that tall posture. I don't know because if it could help with my body, with my posture or with my you know whatever. But like because I feel like it could um you just look more like uh, yeah like what you said. But I mean if this gut thing works out, what do you so you just walk around with your with your gut sucked in like all day? Pretty much, he was just saying it's like an exercise, kind of like an ab exercise, where it like your body, if you suck it in a little bit, your body will get used to uh, over time. It's like a, your body will like get used to your stomach being like that, so it's where it's not plumped out of your stomach. So if you do a little suck in here and there, it like gets used to that, and it's acceptable for your body because your body's used to uh, you know your butt, your belly plumped out. And it's kind of just like being in the gym doing different exercises. Uh, if you do different exercises and switch up your routine, you'll actually get better results because you gotta you gotta surprise the body what's for what's not used for. So so when, so if we get laid and fuck, we're probably gonna be really sore because our body's not used to actually getting pussy. Uh, Michael, we're actually very confident media comedian comedian and media personalities with a very popular podcast, and we get laid on we can get laid on command. We just don't pursue it. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Be confident. Hey, if, so what do you think about the Jesse Smollett, uh, Vince Staples reaction? I didn't even pay attention to it. Especially because he's black. Basically I didn't pay attention to it. Basically what happened was they interviewed Vince Staples and just asked what he thought about the whole situation, whatever, blah, blah. And he's like, Jesse's my boy. I don't, like, he doesn't, like, let, like, just, he shouldn't get jail time. Like, don't, like, it should be nothing. Because what he, he says what he, what Jesse did is what Chicago cops do all the time and basically just make up stories so they can, you know, fill warrants and pay and arrest black people and shit like that so the government and the uh and the police force are just as corrupt as what he did and nobody got hurt out of it so fuck it stay woke well vince staples just said he's friends with him so that already ruins the uh credibility of his uh opinion really but um yeah but the thing is the thing is though he did waste a lot of time and taxpayer money with the investigation so what he should do is he should have to do community service around Chicago in the neighborhood and then he should actually have to donate for stuff and he has to donate for like black rights and race related organizations in the city and then do community service and then publicly apologize and then be like a spokesperson for something and be part of certain foundations and charities that give back to the community and that help uh, white and black people not like be racist and not not do fucked up shit instead help and promote positivity and not promote racism and hatred and bigotry and instead do all that stuff, you know, maybe, you know. Sure. Charity work. I don't know. I don't think he's going to get much more than that. Yeah, I don't think. What fuck it? He shouldn't get jail time either, I think. Who gives a fuck? The guy fucked up. He was gay and being dramatic and, um, like, I don't know. He was just hyping up the situation and he lied. Looked like a big, big idiot. Tried to promote hatred. Tried to promote hatred, which is fucked up, especially if you're already an African-American in this country. It's tough enough. 
now this guy has to fake it and make other people look bad and he's also homosexual so it's like two of the worst things remember that joke that guy got shit for saying like if while like with about being black being gay and black yeah yeah um, that, that, Dimesh Patel, yeah. it's already hard enough right well the guy's got a point on that joke it's kind of truth in a way and now this guy's gonna fake shit like that and he makes everyone else look bad that's true that's very true yeah yeah it's actually a funny correlation because that was only like a couple months ago and then this happened and they kind of go hand in hand yeah it really does um that's funny yeah i mean i don't know i i i think he's an idiot i, I don't agree with vince staples at all and i'm probably agree even less if i was black or gay but yeah. um, I guess it's, Vince Staples is known for doing hot, for having hot takes anyway, so screw it. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, sometimes you can't even tell. Like, Vince Staples is cool, but he'll say some wild shit, and you don't even know if it's for clout or for whatever because he doesn't care or doesn't know the situation. So it is what it is. Like, I still like him as a – I think he's very inter- entertaining and makes good music, but I don't have to agree with everything the guy fucking says. And that's the problem with society these days. You could like someone, and you don't have to agree with everything they say. You know what I mean? Like that, people can have opinions. Not everyone needs to even have an opinion. That's another thing. Everyone wants to have an opinion today, but you don't even need to have an opinion for certain stuff. You can just shut up and just take it. And you, don't, no one needs to know your political affiliation, your uh, social status, or how much money you make. You don't have to say everything you do. Right. Everyone wants a voice, though. Yeah. Um. How about if you're a rapper calling other rappers fake but have fake followers? I feel like your energy isn't matching up. Yeah, well, I'm uh, that whole thing is like confusing to me. Like the whole like hundred thousand followers, but only you know two three hundred likes on your photos and shit, so it doesn't correlate. So some of them are probably fake or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like you're not like the there's pieces to the puzzle that are missing. Like what's going on here, my guy? Like and then if you go on like comedians' twitters, Instagram comedian twitters or rappers that are coming up who are like right. popular you'll see like they have no following on Twitter and it doesn't correlate like their their fans. It seems like it's all bots or fake. I know we talked a little bit about Sean Kelly and he told us like the right things to do with social media, but I feel like people are going way above and beyond to like fuck with people to make them bigger than they are. And then also DMing you to like try to pay for their services and scam you at a social when you know what I mean? Like it's basic social media like bots or fake followers and whatnot. Yeah, well, that's your classic fake it till you make it aspect. I think it's w- much more common, and like I, like me personally, don't even care. Like, okay, buy followers or bots or whatever. Like, I don't really care. But if you're, you're gonna yeah. talk shit about, so if you have, a, if you have, I would. I, the only thing I would like take note, like offense to, is or a note of is like, if you do have a gazillion followers and not a lot of likes, or or there's something off the correlation, and then you're talking shit about someone who has way less followers because it's a you know, a generic comedian just trying to do stand-up or, you know, entrepreneur yeah, yeah. or out, then you could fuck off. But, I mean, if you're just doing that, I don't please don't, like, DM me your services and shit, but I, I couldn't care less. Like, Even if... I would not be friends with you or whatever, like... Yeah. It helps... Sean Kelly meant like it helps the business or it helps what yeah. you're trying to do in the beginning. Yeah. Even you, hurt, even really. real people like say for instance Fabulous or Drake, they have like a like oh, thousands of bots following them. Even Instagram did a thing where they would they remove like all the bots and then like you see how many people really had stuff like rappers who bought followers you would see how like the decline of bots they had like there's right. people who are famous who don't buy bots but have still have bots following them it's just the name the nature of it i guess and yeah, uh, once you get big enough you're going to have bots and fuck fake accounts and dumb accounts following you anyway yeah and like um yeah just what it is <laughs> no but uh <laughs> no it just it just it's just wild and like the thing that i was like i don't want to buy fake followers and this and that bots but getting that 10,000 following for the swipe up is actually very key i know like that and like people buy followers to that and they could do the swipe up like there's no thing where 
it could stop you from because sw- you used to be able to swipe up. I think no matter what, I think. And now with ten thousand followers, you that's the that's where you have to swipe up. And I think you could just buy fake followers to ten thousand and just have a swipe up. And I think that's what people do because there was someone who just recently interviewed someone we know, and there was just someone who interviewed Mickey Gall, this like sports guy or whatever. And it sh- I don't know if he has real or fake followers or not, but it says he has twelve thousand followers and he could do the swipe up. So he sw- he does the swipe up interviews, right? But then you go right. to his you go to his YouTube page and he only ha- he has like less views than me. And like a little more subscribers, like fifteen hundred, and I have, and he has way more followers than me on Instagram, and I have, um, he's probably more consistent as well. I have more views on my YouTube and a little less subscribers on my YouTube, and like, but I only have a thousand followers on my social media, and and this guy has twelve thousand. Like, what's the big? What's the? Well, at the end of the day, what's the biggest difference between besides him being probably more consistent and him having probably fake followers? You know what I mean? It's like the lines are drawn. Like, if a, a, a brand wanted to promote you or sponsor you, they would look at our followings and back to back and stuff. They'd be like, "Oh, this guy's got twelve thousand Instagram. Let's give it to him, so he has the advantage." You know. And who was he? Just like a sport, uh, a sports kind of guy. Like yeah, it's called the schmo or whatever. I, not to knock the guy. I'm not saying they're definitely fake or not, but it doesn't I'm add up with he the. Has a stricter fan base because he's strictly a sports guy and he has a lot of UFC. Heads no, on yeah, he just does random him. interviews with celebrities. I think too. And yeah, that's true. But he has like not many comments, not many likes for that many following, and like the YouTube page is like not huge at all. It's like us, if if not less. Right. But he's definitely more consistent. I think you can hit with fucking. I think you can hit big with like one uh, viral post or or video thing and just get a bunch of followers at once. But I mean, it doesn't happen. It's not common. But I'm saying it, it's tough because even with Locker, I got I went viral four times, and sorry to play the snap. I went viral four times and it didn't correlate into anything huge because it was on my page. I still have people who follow me from world star and like young kids and stuff and like my photos, but I didn't do it on the, I didn't have the Hey locker page then. And I think the buying the shout outs is what a lot of people have done and doing it where it paid off for that. Right. You know, we were talking about the weirdest things. Yeah. It's good content though. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't don't, like, like, like us, for example, we don't have much Instagram following. We're trying to get it, uh, uh, bigger, but um, we haven't like hit anything yet with huge. But like, look at the example of when we when you did the uh, locker porn star compilation, which was a really funny, entertaining video that a lot of my friends liked and watched, and it, and it got a, you know over ten thousand views on Twitter, but it didn't correlate. Ten thousand views, it got it's at like fifty thousand. No, on Twitter. Oh, it's at ten k thousand views, but it my bad, but it reached the view tweet activity reached fifty thousand. It says, yeah, impressions uh-huh. is at forty five or forty three thousand. Media you probably gotta view. it a little bit for it to count as a view. I don't know what that means. I guess the impressions. But I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, ten k, oh. yeah, ten point five k. Uh, yeah, what were you that, getting at? I'm, I was getting at that. That's a good example. Like that's a funny, entertaining video. A lot of people watch, whatever. But a lot of people, you're not gonna maybe a couple here or there, a dozen, five, ten followed our account off of that. But most people just watch it, have a good laugh, and they just keep scrolling because you know how many fucking viral videos and memes people are watching a day. That's all people. That's all kids do. So it's like doesn't always hit you gotta you gotta get a couple consistent ones in there to to really gain that fam that following so i don't think um you know maybe that guy who had all those followers or their bots are fake and that helped them a little bit down the line to get more or he had one or two you know good interviews that day. yeah it's it's it, it's like it's like they're not playing at a fair advantage field. Like if you like say if you're an advertising company, you're like, all right, should I give not that I'm like poor me or pity or whatever who so and so. Should I give the Sweens advertisements for his podcast or whatever? Mm-hmm. This is his analytics. 
or should I go to this guy who has 15,000 on Instagram and you don't even know if they're real or fake? It's almost like these up-and-coming comedians who got no following, they might as well just buy followers and be fake because they're they're on the same vantage field and playing field now. It's equaled out because all these other people have fake followers. You know what I mean? It's almost like doing steroids in fucking baseball. It's like, are you going to just be like Jeter and Rivera and play the game the right way? Or are you going to fucking cheat a little bit like Teixeira, uh, A-Rod, and everyone else and do some steroids to get some home runs? Yeah, well, a lot of people ha- a lot of people do do that. A lot of comedians do do that, and they buy the fake followers or whatever. Um, or they, you know, they get the box or whatever. And Appa- some in hip hop, buying shoutouts is fine, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Also, also, we didn't take this into account. What if these people, even these lower people, like the guy you were talking about, bought a couple, just fucking took out of his savings. He was like, "Fuck it," bought a couple shoutouts from you know a world star, for an example, or something big like that, and that got him a couple hundred followers. True. People would still hate on that. People hate on anything, no matter what. People think we have fake views, and we don't have fake views. We just interviewed porn stars, and they blew up on YouTube. I think personally, I think anyone who probably I would say has uh, tens to hundreds of thousands of followers or more and isn't famous for some reason, whether it be athlete or comedian or actor or whatever, or is not one of those viral sensations like a Supreme Patty or a Daquan or whatever, probably has a bunch of bots or fake followers. Like, yeah, why, why wouldn't they? even those guys. Remember, he said they all did the same. They followed the same blueprint. There's like a blueprint. Yeah, like a fuck Jerry was definitely doing that early on. I get at the end of the day, like I don't know, it's like you're gonna sell out for your integrity. But at the end of the day, it's like, dude, am I gonna get more money off this from my business, or am I gonna be stuck doing open mics or shitty local radio, or am I gonna amplify myself and try this out, and it could lead to something, and it could give me more expertise, and and it's almost like fuck you. It's like a hot girl, like it's almost like a guy disguising. It's like a girl catfishing herself, like looking better than she is. You're right. gonna be you, you. You there's some red flags that it's probably not real or she's not as hot as she says she is, but maybe you'll maybe you'll be like ah fuck it I'm gonna go out and give it a shot and then you you meet the person and she's not as bad as you think and she's cool and you're like oh fuck it I'll fuck her that's like fake followers or advertisers you know then maybe you take that risk blow yourself up like rather be a famous person like say a rapper who bought shoutouts and bought followers and who's a millionaire now instead of being broke in a basement yeah that's you know? what it is. Or a combination of amplifying it and just going for it, and maybe getting a little lucky and continuing with funny content. Can't believe uh, I correlated with that with catfish girls. And a couple thing, get a couple things that hit. Like look at Ryan Davis. Like I don't know how he if he was buying followers or bots early on, but he had a couple of vi- videos go viral. Like that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get a couple videos to go viral, so we don't have to really fully go that route. Yeah. But who knows if he did both or if he just hit with the videos, like that Odell Beckham video, whatever really blew him up. And it's fucked and up. Like you have to keep it. You have to stay. You have to stay hot. You have to keep the rise going. You can't just forget about. It. That's why when we did like a funny video where you comboed the locker with the porn stars for you know a couple schmucks who don't really have much of a following got ten eleven thousand views on Twitter. I don't think that's bad. But we got to keep putting out videos. Yeah. It's like chump change for famous people, but it's good for us. But the thing is, like, it's like fuck it, like ah, oh, these people like. It's almost like, ah, fool these people anyway. Show them you're good and talented. Like, people could have all these fake followers and be terrible, and then, like, it just sucks. You need real fans at the end of the day, but fans, like, from a psychology perspective or, like, social media audience, they're going to be like, oh, fuck, he's got 30,000 followers. He's popping, like, a little bit. Let me check him out more. People like people who are important in celebrity. It goes back to that. You want to be famous on social media. That's why. Get those fake followers and get your brand going because people like someone who has a following and they feel more important and you're entitled because they follow you instead of following some shit bag just like that and they're like ah fuck it I'm not giving that guy a chance he'll never make it like you know what I mean like the come up story 
Exactly, especially people who are not like us, who are indelved in this social media and comedian and comedian and entertainment way, just like a regular, you know, uh, Joe Schmo schlub going from his nine to five. They go on an Instagram account and they see four hundred followers. They go to the next one, they see the fifty thousand followers. They're probably going to most likely follow the one with the fifty thousand followers. Yeah, and it's crazy too because like. Even Sean Kelly was like, yeah, my advice for you, and a lot of people get this advice, is to interview big names and big people. Even people who are big on social media think that's the name of the game, to go for bigger and bigger, because it works. It's proven it works. And it's because people still get excited, even if they are big, like uh, like someone on social media, that another person who's big reached out, they're going to promote that quicker than us, because we're the little guys. It doesn't matter. That's all social media perspective, and, and they want to be paired with people who are successful than them or just on the same playing field, not someone who's lower. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all fucked up the way it works. Especially, yeah, especially if you get a big name on an interview or a big name shout out. Say you're, you know, like a, a classic girl. We know hundreds of them who are like obsessed with a Kim Kardashian. And then she promotes a brand and then reposts it. All her gazillions of fans who are obsessed with it are going to most likely, only because it's Kim Kardashian, go to that repost and probably at least ch- scroll through their account for a couple minutes or maybe follow them or like some of their shit. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to, like, that's inevitable to go that route. You, like, like, you're, you're going to get more, you're going to get more with a big name. Like, my buddy just interviewed a YouTube star and like, I'm like, oh, that's dope, man. Is he going to promote it? And the guy like knew, he's like, nah, he won't promote it. I'm like, why? He's like, ah, he'll want to get paid for it. Like these younger kids who are doing shit like that and YouTuber, they're all used to getting paid on social media for shit and like stuff like that. So is Sean Kelly. Sean Kelly pays rappers for jersey collaborations and licensing and for shout outs and stuff that's the name of the game now in social media it's a business and a lot of us old me included a lot of us old heads don't even think of it like that like you might think like yeah i just want to do comedy the right way and don't care about social media bro you could instead of work a fucking day job you hate fucking make six figures on social media if you're big and do comedy at night yeah look well there's a gazillion people doing that i mean I mean, yeah, that's what. The, that's what How I about that guy who commented, the Jacob guy, the white guy, to that one black guy who's a comedian who's still working like a construction job? He's like, bro, you, I, I'm all for you working your nine to five, but there's no way you should not be making making six figures at least on social media with your following. Yeah, remember that comment I sent you? I mean, dude, there's fucking seven year olds who have a YouTube channel of making Legos every day, and they're making more money than than us. Like that, anybody can get on. Like that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, it's a businessman's mindset. Why? Why? Like, you you could pay a fucking Supreme Patty or a World Star to repost your shit, even if you had a Supreme Patty on, a, you know, or, or somebody like that, uh, fuck Jerry and Daquan who has you know five million followers or whatever they have. Why are they gonna repost your shit unless you pay them? Or even if you have an interview on them, they probably won't repost that because it, it doesn't do anything for them. Yeah, the it's like almost like what do you what do you do for me type mentality, you know? had you on our platform that has 300 followers and they're gonna be like okay that means nothing and it's funny i've seen even radio people who are obsessed with the celebrity not to knock anyone back in the 90s if you were a rapper you would have the biggest hard on to be on hot 97 now these new media personalities they don't really post in their thing that they're at hot 97 like on their page but they'll post on the story like taking over tonight with hip-hop mike on the story like that's cool but they're not gonna post on their page like at hot 97 because it doesn't mean anything to them and they're not getting paid for it really right like they're not in a way, you could be like, why the fuck would that internet comedian be on Hot 97 late at night? Because he has a big following. Why don't you have some better rapper on instead? But who am I, who am I to judge? I don't care. But ra- radio is so fucking fake, I feel like, anyway. Th- that's the number one point where people buy fake followers act bigger than they are. And, like, I know radio stations that say they get 500,000 views a week or f- listens just because someone turns on the fucking radio. There's no 
exact stat for that. They hype it up and then fucking advertisers pay money to further ads on and who knows if they even get the full benefit. That's why I'm like, fuck it. We might as well just fucking get sponsors too because radio stations are relying more than our podcast. We're honest with our views. These fucking radio stations are acting like everyone can listen. Maybe they can, but not everyone does. And if it is, it's for a minute or two. When you come to our podcast, you're definitely listening to more than a minute or two than radio. Yeah. And they're paying I mean, big I money for ads. What? I was actually looking I was looking through some of the people we follow on the Cuba Basement page on Instagram and a lot of radio personalities they'll say or their page is radio station or whatever and they have a pretty decent following. So I don't know if it's fake, if it's real, if it's whatever. A lot of them are fucking fake and love celebrities. I was I was down that route. Everyone puts on the same pair of pants anyway. Like I don't it's cool, like if I see someone I'm inspired by, I'll definitely love that. But at the end of the day, like I, you get seasoned as you go along in veteran status, you give less fucks. Yeah. Even in radio, radio people know this. you got to do multiple things. You can't rely. Like, look at Cypher Sounds, that interview with Schultz. You can't rely on a corporation. You're just a number. He said it best. Schultz said it best. Schultz knows what MTV2, a couple of the shows failed. All that Geico stuff was great, but they don't do that anymore. And then how about Netflix? All that bullshit, Monique, everything, Schultz, with the stand-up that specials, podcast. Comedy Centrals. What? That podcast was amazing, the Cypher Sounds one. That was better than the little Duval one. Yeah, you you. But, um, but the main point is, you can't be loyal to a corporation. You're just a number. I tell you this all the time, and I see it. My I see it with radio. I see it radio stations. They don't even care. Like you could be overqualified by sending too much with the porn stuff or interviewing big names. They don't want that. They don't want the competition. If if think about it, if you're on air personality and program director, you don't want certain competition. If you're having ego, you know what I mean. Right. You yeah. you you want someone you know or some shit bag. You don't want someone who's gonna fucking test you. And it should be a team fucking effort where you that shouldn't be. But that's the case sometimes. But just like anything, the corporations don't give a fuck about you. You're just a paycheck. The creativity is dead in certain things. I know in radio, you can only announce a song for 12 seconds or whatever, six seconds. You can't even really talk unless it's a talk show, a morning show. Yeah, well, that's, that's the way. Yeah, you got to just do it, Schultz, or you know, do it yourself. Do the internet, YouTube, especially the visuals. Put your cell phone. You can see right away. You, I know you didn't listen to it because you never listened to anything I said, but if you listen to that Schultz episode on The Fighter and the Kid, shout out Brian Cowan and Brendan Schaub. He, he literally... He's pretty. He's pre, the last like 30, 20 minutes. He's predicting the future in terms of Netflix, YouTube, Showtime, and all these big networks. He's he's predicting like five, ten years down the line. Who he's is saying, Schultz? Schultz is, and he's saying the only network that literally matters is YouTube or a or something that is like YouTube that might not exist yet. He's he predicts YouTube will buy Netflix or Facebook will buy Netflix because those are sites. Facebooks, your Netflixes. I mean, Facebooks, your YouTubes, your Instagrams are platforms where you can watch it immediately, anytime, at your discretion, whenever you want, whatever you want to do. Like a Netflix, he you can also do that with Netflix. But what he gets into is the fact that ain't nobody watching a new Netflix show unless they actually happen to get really bored and stumble upon it. They're going there to watch old shows because they put old shows that were huge ones, your offices, your friends, your fucking Seinfelds and shit like that on Netflix because people are going to watch them because they grew up on them and they missed them. But people want to watch a short two, three minute clip, stand up, something that's funny, a funny video at the discretion when they're bored. And they did a science and they did it. He did a he did a study or experiment essentially with Alex Media that he talks about. He specifically talks about. And Alex Media basically was going into Schultz's videos and shit on his YouTube page and, and realized that people went to watch some of his YouTube clips that went viral. They would go to watch it because two or three minutes, and they ended up staying on his channel for over two hours because they just keep watching all of his shit. And then two hours later, they're watching all of his shit, and, they want, and that is because he, they originally went there for one specific reason, to watch something quick and short and funny. If you go on fucking Netflix to watch a show, you're most likely going to either just binge watch it because you want to, or 
you're going to watch an episode and fucking not like it, or you're, it's going to be a half hour, an hour show, and ten minutes in, you lose fucking, uh, you lose um, you get ADD, you lose, uh, you know, you don't want to watch anymore. You yeah. get fucking, uh, you get whatever it is. That's why he said comedy specials are dying. All that shit is dying because most people go on Netflix to watch a comedy special, and he was saying he'd be like, hey, did you see Dave Chappelle's special? And his buddies would be like, yeah, but I didn't watch the whole thing. And he's like, because it's too long. Nobody has the attention span anymore because you're used to watching memes and short Instagram videos. And that goes into your brain and sinks in your brain. Anytime you go to watch anything longer, you can't do it after five minutes unless you're like obsessed with it. Yeah. So, so it's, he goes into like this whole analytical fucking whatever. And I was like, my fucking my brain cells were dying out. But he basically says it's like YouTube is the end all be all. And anyone can do it. You make your YouTube channel. You make your media channel. You do whatever you want. You post whenever you want. It doesn't happen whatever, overnight. And you keep it short. Success doesn't happen overnight, but I got a couple points to that. Some people what do you want to touch on? Like, uh, my one buddy made a great point. He said we could talk about this later or now. Overconsumption, too many options. When you were talking about Netflix, he was saying actually Netflix is too much. Like you can't even watch it because you're just you're just sitting there trying to think of options for two hours. And no so joke. is YouTube's like that too. These apps want to make you addicted. When you pop up, it tells you what you've viewed recently and yep. what what else you'll like. And then also talk about. How? What if there's no more YouTube down the road? I remember, I think it was Charlamagne or someone else was like, "Dude, what if YouTube deletes and like there's no, no more YouTube and all the content's gone?" He's well. Schultz was saying YouTube will be is gonna is gonna be there. That's gonna be the number one. But anything that new comes, he said Netflix things like Netflix, these binge watching sites, these Hulu's, those things are gonna disappear because they're already going down the shitter because people aren't fucking watching the whole. He thing. hates Netflix. Yeah, he probably has some hatred towards them too as well. But I mean. I don't think YouTube. I don't think anything like YouTube can go away anytime soon because it's at your discretion. But you're right about that. Like, like perfect example. The past like five, six nights. I'm not a big Netflix guy. I, I have it depending where I'm staying. I have it, but I, I don't like. I'm not a big. I'm one of those people who like why YouTube is perfect for me. It reap it'll your, your suggestions. It'll reput what you've already watched. So I'll find myself watching the same video a zillion times because I thought it was funny or it was like something that I liked or whatever. This is YouTube yeah. or Netflix. This is YouTube. I go on Netflix, right? I turn on Netflix. I'm like, all right, what do I want to do here? I'm kind of into like crime documentaries. Terrible for indecisive people like me and you. Yeah, so I start scrolling through the fucking crime documentaries. And I'm like, holy fuck, I want to watch all these. But if I don't get hooked on it in the first five or ten minutes, I change it. And then I see it. And then right below it, so it'll be like crime documentaries. Right below it, it'll be like comedy. And I'll see a fucking Tom Segura special or whatever. And I'm like, damn it, I want to watch that too. It's too many options. YouTube... YouTube specifically, that's in the whole algorithm. That's their whole idea is to basically guide you down to what you already want. Yeah. You can pretend like you want to watch something new. So like, I like to watch like some of my favorite bands, like live concerts or short YouTube clips like Schultz's. I like to watch that shit. And YouTube knows that after you watch enough hours of it. So it'll suggest those clips for you. Joe Rogan bites, whatever. You can pretend like you want to go watch something new. Hey, maybe I'm going to try this genre. I've never liked it. And you're going to end up watching it for five minutes and be like, okay, yeah, I, I don't know why I like this. I never would have done that. That's why YouTube spits everything down your throat that you they already know you like. They're not going to waste your time suggesting new things unless it's the same topic or category because they know you're going to turn it off after five seconds. Yeah. That's why Netflix Netflix is a prime example of that. It's got too many options. Everything's long. Or it's like a fucking 10-episode series. And a lot of people can do that. I know a lot of binge watchers. I personally can't. I need to have like a buffer space. I, I actually don't mind the... Um, I got too much ADD. I don't mind the hype of having to wait for the following week, like some of like your HBO shows or whatever, because I want to kind of have that build up. Some people hate that. I understand it. But I'm just saying, it's all, it's all internet, and it's all getting in your brain like why do you like it's just like advertising when you fuck if you look up some nikes on adidas and then you want to facebook and there's a nike ad right there it's the same concept 
Yeah, you, they know you, you like you, it. They yeah. know you like. You could talk about something and it will come up. That's actually social media is like making you less social. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's been makes you less social. You, you find it, it fucking puts your time and how much time you spend on Instagram a day now. Like, but it's con- but it's more convenient out. though. Be, like these door dashes. Like instead of going out to eat with a girl, you just bring have the food come out. Like it's easier than driving to take out. More convenient. More options. But it's almost like fucking we have too many options. Like my buddy was saying, it's overconsumption. You're, you're, you're fucking fucked with so many options that you don't know what to do. I think being successful in life is how to limit your options. That's what it really is. Yeah, well, it's also, it's also when you have too many options, you, you don't want them. And then when you don't have enough options, you're like, this is it. Like, you know what I mean? You're never satisfied regardless. So, That's me on Tinder. Yeah. I mean, dating apps is the same thing. Dude, it's all the same. At the end of the day, social media, all, all the fucking Instagrams, Twitters, dating apps, Netflix, it's all the same umbrella. They're trying to the, fuck with your... The addiction's and, so real. It's and, actually and you come back. unbelievable. And guess, guess who comes back? Everyone. Everyone is addicted. You can pretend like you're not, unless you completely don't have it. Like, I know some people who don't have Instagram, don't have, uh, you know, Facebook or whatever. Facebook's kind of dying out. Don't have access to Netflix or whatever. But even the, if you have it, you... If you have something, you're most likely addicted to it. How about what the people who claim they don't have anything but are on online dating? They have a fucking boyfriend or girlfriend. That's what they have. Yeah. Remember when I first met you and I would never post on Instagram? I mean, I still don't. I would never really go on Instagram. I was big on Twitter. Now I, like, never go on Twitter and I'm on Instagram every five minutes. It's Things switch in, like, in, like two, five seconds. Your mind will switch. I know that Twitter is not as popping because I see famous people who don't even use Twitter platform that much and still have a following. And instead, they're going on Instagram creating thing, Or they'll just put all their Instagram stuff on Twitter or vice versa. Yeah. Or an Instagram. You can make more people. money. You can make more money on Instagram. Yeah, and a lot of people have more <clears throat> of a following on Instagram than they do on Twitter, unless they're really big. The Davidson thing, Joe, did you hear that? What about no? Mac Miller? Yeah, you heard, oh, you heard it? Something like that. Yeah, I heard a little bit about it. Didn't I send you it? I don't know. Maybe I heard it on the, the Fighter and the Kid podcast with Schultz. I don't know. Basically, he was doing a show in New York the other day or whatever, and he is go- he was going into a bit, and the setup was like, I had someone die in my apartment, or someone died in my apartment, like, before he moved in, or a fr- or somebody he knew or whatever, and then it got, so then it got quiet, and the guy from the crowd yelled out, Mac Miller, and Pete had him, uh, had him, kicked him out of the show, and had him escorted, but the people were, people were surprised, because he refunded him his money, so he gave the guy back the money for the ticket, but he had to leave. Most people, most comics were commenting on it. They were like, "I wouldn't fucking give him money back." He gave the money back because, at the same time, funny's funny in comedy. Not saying that's funny, but Pete Davidson has said some shit about nine eleven, his father dying. And at the end of the day, he probably realized, like, yeah, as a creative standpoint, like me kicking out a dude for like heckling like that is fucked up. But just give the guy the money back for a win win situation, not to be an asshole. Well, him heckling is fucked up. Any heckle of any sort, even if you're saying you're great, like you can't speak when someone's on stage. But. I never got the heckling thing. I never understood people who did it. Why don't they just go up on stage if they're so fucking good? Exactly. A lot of people don't get it. They don't have the mindset, but you're also in the comedy world and a lot of people aren't. They don't I just don't, would never have the balls to heckle someone unless someone asked me a question. Not even if it's a heckle. They might just be fucking uh, talking to their friends or laughing or saying how good the person is. They might not try to be fucking the person up. I wouldn't care if someone was like that or talking. I guess I would like focus on – my OCD would focus on that. I would focus on uh, I would focus on people like looking at their phones, but like sometimes I, I look at my phone at a comedy show once in a while just to see, you know, if I any bitches. But yeah, I guess that is bad. Well, you're addicted to your phone, so are all of us. But I thought I think definitely the fact that it was that setup, and then you could kind of predict what a heckler would say. And I think the Matt Miller thing probably pushed him over the top more. I have a feeling if he heckler said something else, something much more low key, he wouldn't have kicked him out. That's what I mean. Does he go on tour with that other guy, or whatever? He's been on tour with Melania a lot. I don't, I don't who know. The f- who like, the fuck uh, is that guy? 
John Mulaney? Yeah. Fucking gigantic comic. What? A gigantic comic. He's got two Netflix specials. He started as a writer on A SNL. Netflix special doesn't mean anything, though, remember? It does. It definitely does. Maybe not anymore, but it definitely did in the past few years. 100% it did. How old is Mulaney? been around forever. He's been doing fucking stand-up for fucking 18 years. How old is How he? Old? 36, 37. Motherfucker looks like he's 10. Yeah, he's a child. Um... Yeah, he's been fucking. He was well. He got to start on SNL. I mean, he was doing stand up in Chicago, and he was good buddies with um, a bunch of Chicago people, Nick Kroll and other people. And yeah, he he started writing on SNL in 08, 07, 08. That's where he got his start, and he's one of the biggest comics going. Yeah, sells everywhere. He just played fucking Radio City. All right, cute basement. I'm out. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports, sir. It's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be... Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati, super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com, also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR 1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement. Rate, subscribe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Exactly. Good job with California. If you don't like it, fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the at the, at the, at the, at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a, a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my few on things.